How are we doing, listeners of Two Dudes with Some Balls? We just wrapped up a great weekend of wildcard, super wildcard weekend, not to mention. But we have yet another guest. It's been a while since we had a guest on the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself to our devoted listeners? What's going on, guys? My name is Jordan Ross. I'm a former college baseball player. Grew up in the Houston area, rep Houston sports, everything. So I know I'm going to have a little fun with these two here. Big uh, Pacific Northwest guys, and I just enjoy watching my team beat down the Mariners year in and year out. <laughs> Come on now. Well, God, he, he likes to bring this up to me. He's the, they're going to beat the Mariners. I mean, listen, if any Astros people are listening, I know I've been doing some stuff for them, but it's the Mariners' <laughs> time, all right? So next next five to ten years, Seattle owns the West, but that is not what we are here to talk about today. Thank you. for You're outnumbered in this one, by the way. But <laughs> let's get into a little bit of football action. We got the divisional round coming up right now as we record this, as we always do on Monday nights. The Rams are taking, taking not Turkey, taking on the Cardinals and it's 14 to zero at halftime as we speak. But let's look at some of these matchups we do know, and let's try to go in order here. Saturday, it gets started off at 4.30 Eastern time with the four seed Bengals making their way to Nashville, Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. And we'll get into a little sports betting ski here what i got right now on the line i don't sports bet still part of ncaa but tennessee is a three and a half point favorite how let's start with our guest how are we feeling on this matchup i love the Bengals in this one honestly i I think not knowing what derrick henry is going to look like if he's even able to play in this one coming off a foot injury he's been out like the last eight weeks or so the line set at Bengals plus three and a half right now with a total of 47 I like the Bengals plus three and a half. They've covered uh, 61% of their games this year. And I think we've, uh, we talked about this not too long ago, Nick, the receivers of Chase Boyd and Higgins. I think they're going to be a little too much for the Titans to, to hang with. Might be. And I mean, you talked about it not too long ago when we saw each other, but Booth, feel free if you want to have an input on this one. They might be the best trio of receivers with Boyd, Higgins, and obviously Jamar Chase. I think the closest trio to that would be Judy, Sutton and uh, Hamler out there in Denver, but I, I like and the Cowboys are better than uh, oh. the Broncos. Man, That's we didn't even mention that. That's Amari a really Cooper, good one. Cedric Wilson, yeah. yeah, that is a really good one. There was something I saw. Uh, I I thought I wrote it down, so I did not. There's someone. Maybe you guys have it. If you see anything on the Cincinnati game, I had it somewhere. But the Bengals are missing a key play. Yep. They are missing Trey Hendrickson right now, who's a big part of their defense and potentially stopping the return of Derrick Henry. And so that's where I get a little bit worried about. And as we know, the Bengals defense during the regular season was not rated one of the highest defenses in the NFL, where I feel like Tennessee's offense, especially if Derrick Henry is at his best, which we are still unsure about how he's going to come out and perform this weekend. But it's hard to bet against a guy who was favored at one point, it felt like to be the MVP before his injury. I don't know how much he's going to partake in the game, but I feel really good about Tennessee. Now, I like your side about Cincinnati, Jordan, but I feel good that they have a little more playoff experience. And I just I just think the return of Derrick Henry is going to take a load off of just everyone, both sides of the football. But not to mention, the last time these two teams played, they did not play this past season, but they did play in 2020, and that was rookie Joe Burrow, and he was able to beat the Titans 31-20. to 20. So that is something to note, but this is a whole different year, two whole different teams. Ruth, do you have any input on this game coming up here? Yeah, like what you said, Trey Hendrickson's out. 
that's going to be a really big blow to that Bengals defense. They need him to stop Derrick Henry. He had a big impact in that game against the Raiders. So um, I'm going to lean Titans here with the return of Derrick Henry. I think it's going to be a close game, and I think that's why the line's at three and a half uh, as something falls upstairs. Uh, but it's a problem with living with roommates and doing a podcast and a dog upstairs. But <laughs> bear with us here. I like that a lot. I think we can wrap that one up. And I think we go to the Saturday nightcap game as maybe it's the biggest mismatch for the Packers, at least through the NFC portion, as they take on the 49ers who upset in quotation marks, the Dallas Cowboys. This game set to kick off at 715 Eastern time at Lambeau Field. Booth, what is your take on this one? Yeah, the Packers are my pick to win the Super Bowl, so I got to stick with them here. That five and a half point spread is going to be tough to cover with how good the Niners look, both the defense and the offense with Debo Samuel just kind of carrying that offense. But I'm going to lean Packers here. Aaron Rodgers, this is his year. He's going to win the Super Bowl, sticking with them. He needs to, right? He needs to win. Jordan, how are we feeling about this, especially from the sports betting world and just in general, how you feel? It's good to hear a different perspective. Yeah, I mean, this, like uh, Booth said, I think this line is kind of whack with the five and a half. I'm curious to see what it does later in the week. I do like the Packers. I think if they can give A.J. Dillon the ball 20 to 25 times, let him hammer against that defense. I know Bosa left the Niners last game with a concussion or apparent concussion. So we'll see how he is this week going into the weekend. Um, And the other thing is just playing in Green Bay and mid to late January, this time of year, it's, I mean, I looked at the weather today, it's set of between 11 and 22 degrees nighttime. Jimmy G's had kind of a finger issue. So, yeah, you know, you never know. It's just trying to like grip the football and the conditions like that. It's kind of some cause for concern. I do think that uh, 47 and a half points in those elements, I think is going to be a lot. So I'm hammering the under on this and kind of staying away from the spread. I may take the Niners plus if it goes to six or seven. One of the great things about having you on is you can, talk about those kind of measurements better than me and Booth can, I feel like. But you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo and he had the finger issue. He had that coming into the playoffs. He also recently broke out that he has a sprained shoulder coming into this game. This That's a huge thing, especially as you mentioned. I didn't know the weather, so I'm glad you brought that up, but I figured it'd be cold. That's going to be huge. Uh, this is the most complete Packers team, I feel like, and they've had great teams in the past you know, two or three years that people have said this could be Aaron Rodgers' last hurrah and they're going to win the Super Bowl and then he's out. Like This is the most complete team, especially from the defensive standpoint. They, they are really complete. Jair Alexander is going to be back. You mentioned Nick Bosa being out of the game with a concussion protocol issue. Also, uh, Warner, who claimed he's not that hurt, still has a sprained ankle following that game in the Dallas game. There's a lot of concern on that 49ers side of – the defense and then on obviously Jimmy Garoppolo and I said in the last podcast he needs to come out and play a complete game he can't just have one of those second half games against the Packers he's got to come out from the gate but it does it is a uh, very big mismatch in a way for the Packers Kyle Shanahan has coached very well against the Packers in matchups but I think these injuries are going to hurt the 49ers and just as I said the Packers complete team I would I would say the Packers are going to win this one yeah, I like the LaFleur and the Shanahan connection. It, it seems like that always gets brought up, and uh, there's definitely some familiarity there. Um, I will say that – isn't it – like, we can cut this part out. I don't care. But, like, isn't it wild that, like, Garoppolo, if they would have beaten the Chiefs two years ago, he would have had as many rings by himself, like, as a starting quarterback going into this game as Rodgers, yeah. as Breeze would have had in his entire career. As, as Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So like 
like he Garoppolo's career has been turned by one game, and now they're yeah. you know you know now the team's drafts a quarterback third overall. Obviously, he's not at the same caliber as those guys, but it's just wild to think that if they could have beaten the Chiefs two years ago, we could have been having a completely different conversation right now. It's true. It's also it's also wild to look at because he was so highly regarded when he was coming to San Francisco, right? How big of a deal he did, how good he did with the Patriots when Tom Brady wasn't playing, and then like he did well, he got hurt, people were excited for him to come back, and then he leads leads that team to a Super Bowl, and then just some injuries and just his poor performance. It is, you're right. I think you win that Super Bowl, it changes a lot on his career. Because imagine with how close, let's just say the Seahawks, for example. I know me and you talked, and we we bring up me and Booth like to bring up Seattle a lot because that's the most we watch you know, intensively. Imagine if Seattle doesn't beat Denver, right, in the Super Bowl. And Russ just kind of closest, obviously more experienced in the playoffs. But Russ plays that Super Bowl against Denver. They don't win. And he just keeps kind of sniffing the playoffs, having good years, but doesn't have a Super Bowl ring to him. Kind of kind of similar to Garoppolo, maybe a little more extreme as my light goes out. But I think I think you're right. I think one one loss can really change a career. And we got to see that in Garoppolo. And I, I've never thought about it like that because I've been bashing on him a little bit this past year too. So good, good note on that part. I didn't mean to make this one go a little long, but also like the Niners do kind of give you that sense of kind of team of destiny, like the Titans did last year where they could get on a little run. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at all if both the ones one spots lost this weekend. Oh, that's a with, really good with, thing. I, the one spot's almost at a disadvantage. Not, re- I mean, they get the rest, right? That's an advantage. They're also at a disadvantage because they don't know who they're playing just as much as the other teams don't know who they're playing, but they're preparing for two teams right. until, until it's time to go, until you find out who wins. And then the prep time is the same at that point for the team you're facing. Right, but I right. do I do like the 49ers. I just feel like it's Packers year, as, as Booth said. I think it is just – it's a good pick by you to go safe pick, and I think Aaron Rodgers is, is too good. I think he's going to win the MVP again. That's That's that. We can talk about Tampa. We can just talk about, you know, how good they are or, or how they match up base on base. But like we said, the Rams game, it seems like they're probably going to play the Rams. And if we go back to week three, the Rams at home, though, which they will be on the road in this one if they play, the Rams beat the Buccaneers. I think it was 34-24, I believe. And Brady had a really good game. In that. that was a quarterback dual game in terms of yards thrown. Brady had 432 yards, but only one touchdown. Where Stafford had less yards, still 343 yards, a ton of yards before touchdowns. So I, I don't know how I want to look at this game. If any of you guys, if this is the game, Rams, Bucks, how you guys feel about it, anyone got it's an open forum right now. Yeah. I, I just want to add right now, Matt Stafford's been dealing with that toe injury, and a few plays ago he was kind of limping. Uh, so that could be a big factor. We'll have to see once this game ends what his health status is like. But I'm going to lean Rams. Their defense has just looked so good in the first half against the Cardinals. And I I, I think this is going to be I, – I, I imagine this is going to be a pick game, if not really close mm-hmm. to it. So uh, I'm going to lean Rams, though. This line could be even, honestly. Yeah. Or, you know, less than three. So it's tough. I mean, it really is. Jordan, you have anything on this one? Yeah, I think so. I actually wrote down, I said, if the Rams win tonight, I like the Rams. If the Cardinals win tonight, I like the Bucks. That's probably so I think I yeah, think I, the I Rams would just like, they're a little deeper in their secondary. I know they're a little banged up in the secondary right now, but, and then just with all the injuries on the offensive end that the Bucks have with Godwin and Brown, obviously being released from the team and 
they're kind of down to Gronk. Brady can make some of those other no-name guys look great week in and week out. But I think just having all pros and all three levels of their defense for the Rams is going to be it's going to be a tough matchup for the Bucks. It is. It's again, we'll mention it because you have to mention it when you talk about Tom Brady in the playoffs. It's hard to bet against him. Uh, that's an overused line, and it it will be. I think it'll be a really hard game, even for the Rams. That place definitely knows the impact of that game. Uh, the fans being involved. It's just tough, right? I mean, Aaron Donald, they did the right thing. They got Matthew Stafford. I mean, this was a team in the preseason after the trade of to acquire even just Matt Stafford before Von Miller, before OBJ. This was a team that a lot of people had written to be in this in, in the NFC Championship game the following week in the Super Bowl, maybe winning the Super Bowl, right? So ahead of Tom Brady, even knowing when the Bucs were coming back full strength. So I, it's a it, this is the most coin flip game I think we'll see in the playoffs. I really do. And like I said, go either way, but I, I do like the Rams. If it happens, if the Cardinals make it, I don't think they stand a chance. So that I want to see the Rams for matchup base. I think it's going to be interesting uh, from the aspect of the NFL having to choose which one they want to roll with. I've seen some questionable Rams games this season where it just feels like the NFL just really wants the Rams to go far this year. So they have to choose between the Rams and then their poster child, who's, I guess, been in the news. <laughs> the last few years was the deflate gate and everything. So maybe he's not as much of a poster child as they love to see in the, yeah in the NFC championship game, but they're going to have a tough decision. I mean, you guys are Seahawks fans and I'm not yeah. even a Seahawks fan. I think a few weeks ago, we were all sitting back watching that game going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> right. No, definitely. Without a doubt. That's, that's very true. It's hard to not say, I feel like the NFL wants to do Rams versus, or sorry, the NFL wants to do Bucks versus Chiefs again. I think if you, they probably could make the most money in terms of viewership tickets. So, I mean, they're going to sell the Super Bowl, but merchandise tickets sold uh, just viewership in general. I think that's going to be the game that's going to get the most views. So for the NFL, not to, you can't say the NFL just plots wins, but it does. There's something in there. Everything's political in one way or the other. I mean, why do you think they let the Astros play in multiple world series before they finally <laughs> said these guys are cheating, right? <laughs> you know, I'd get a good response out of you for that one. Yep. Let's let's move on to sets up the Chiefs game. Let's move on to this AFC divisional matchup, which the Chiefs will be playing that primetime Sunday night matchup again, rightfully so, I feel like, because they played a tough one with the Bills in week five. And week five was when the Chiefs were going on their little bit of slow start and they turned things around, especially from the defensive side. But the Bills won 38 to 20 in a very easy win against the Chiefs. Josh Allen in that game had 315 yards to go along with 59 rushing yards. And the real story was tied in Patrick Knox, who had 117 yards in that game. And even last week was a big factor in the win against the Patriots, 47 to 17. Knox had 89 yards in that game as well. How do the Chiefs slow down the Bills? I think his name's Dawson Knox, by the way. What? <laughs> I think his Dawson. name's Dawson. You say Patrick Knox? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, Dawson Knox. Thank you for someone for correcting me. Sometimes I get in these flows and I just pronounce people's names wrong. Yes, Dawson Knox, who's a top five tight end in my book right now, which is embarrassing that I don't even know his name. There's a dog upstairs dropping toys left and right. Uh, I don't I don't condone animal violence, but he's about to get one. Anyways, okay, honestly, you know, we should probably cut that out because <laughs> it's, not, it's not true. Is it? It's not, it's not true. We're good. We're good. It's all jokes here for people listening. But anyways, let's get back to Chiefs Bills, please. 
What, what is, how, do you stop, how, did, how did the Chiefs stop the Bills? Uh, with their offense, I would just say it's going to be a shootout. You got to score more points than them, but it's going to be tough to do. Fair assessment. Jordan? Yeah, this is one of those games. I think it's kind of – the line's set right now at Chiefs minus two and a half, but the total points is at 55. This is a, kind of like a really high total to bet the over on, but it's also one of those overs that you just bet the over and say screw it just because you just want to see as many points – as many touchdowns as possible. So I'll probably bet the over. I have it. The Bills have covered 61% of the time this season. I still, just with the playoffs and the Chiefs at home, I have Chiefs by a field goal. Chiefs by a field goal, which is close to what the line is, correct? Isn't it like two and a half? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the way the Chiefs have shown in the second half, corrections made, mainly even just on the offense side, Mahomes kind of settling back into just reality almost and just realizing he's not Superman on the field and making the smarter reads, uh, adjusting to the three deep defense that tons of teams have set forth against him. I think that's important. And the Bills are going to try to do it as everyone else has to just send as many people back in the secondary. I think you just got to take what the defense gives you because you know Josh Allen on the other hand is just as hard to stop and the Bills are going to score as well. The Bills were impressive last week. Easily if you look at who played the best or who had the most impressive win, in the wild card round, I think the Bills would ultimately get that vote, at least from me. I don't think that's a far stretch from a lot of people watching. So I think this round is super important. Every round in the playoffs is obviously important. But if there's one one game you both are looking forward to watching the most, obviously we don't know the, the Rams-Cardinals outcome, so that can alter it. What game is, is your highlighted game for this divisional round? i to go Rams-Bucks. I think that's the one we spent the most time on, but don't want to – add too much more on it but that should be a really good game and a complete coin flip yes jordan has for you yeah you know we just talked about the bills chiefs um it's actually not my game that i'm looking forward to the most but i do i did want to make another point to say that it's kind of interesting when you look at a game like that with Mahomes against allen how we had basically 20 years straight in the afc with three quarterbacks making a super bowl outside of joe flacco and like yeah, it feel it almost feels like Allen and Mahomes and even maybe like Burrow or potentially Herbert down the road could be like that next um, trio that goes on runs like that where they just kind of control the AFC for years to come. But no, for me, I'm actually the most excited for this Niners Packers game. I think it's going to be just hard nosed football. I, I think I, my final score is 23-17 Packers. They barely cover unless that line changes. Like I said, I think it's going to be low scoring, but I think it's going to be one of those cold, like, playoff football games comes down to, like, last possession, similar to the Cowboys-Niners game this last week. I like it. I think that one is super important, obviously, just as we mentioned before. So I like how you bring it up. I think the Bills, I think the Bills game it has a different meaning to it. I never thought of how you were saying it. The Mahomes-Allen thing sets up kind of that legacy quarterback matchup we might get to see for years. That is, That was honestly a, a truly a blessing, right, to just see greatness like that in Brady and, and Manning, essentially. R- Rossberger in there, too. Congrats to him on yeah. his career. But, but that's something really cool that we got to grow up and see, and now maybe the next generation gets to see this wave of quarterbacks do it out. But I'm excited for that one because in both ways, it feels as if it's an, a revenge game for both teams, right? The Bills were knocked out of a Super Bowl chance last year by – the Chiefs and there's great photos and videos resurfacing of, you know, Stefan Diggs standing on the field, just watching the Chiefs celebrate to almost, you know, as an athlete, remember that feeling. So this is a revenge game from last year's AFC championship on that side. 
On the other side, the you know, the Bills embarrassed the Chiefs not too long ago in week five earlier in this regular season. So for the Chiefs, they got to step up and show that they still are those guys. They're still that team. So I'm excited to watch that game. I think, like we mentioned, it's going to be a high-scoring game. And so those are just just all great matchups this weekend. So it'll set up a great podcast for championship weekend. I just want to thank you, Jordan, for taking the time with us. I know we've been trying to get you on here for a while. Uh, one of the best insider inputs we've had on this podcast, honestly. So we we thank you uh, a lot for coming on today. Appreciate it, boys. Take care. Yep. Thank you, guys. Booth, have a great evening yourself. Thank you for thank always you. being with me. And uh, that'll do it for this episode of Two Dudes with Some Balls. Enjoy some football this weekend. Thank you all.